Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Yo, what up, family? Welcome to another edition of the Chef Culture Podcast. I am your host, Chef Chad Cherry, and this is Chef Culture, culture with a K. And um, what we are doing today, as always, we're bringing you the best in entrepreneurship, lifestyle, and of course, food. I'm a chef. How am I not going to break you off with the food? But what we are doing differently is all of the perspectives, what you get on the show, it comes from a real small business kind of situation. Not the small business that was getting the PPP loans that were large businesses by our definitions, but true small businesses, people that are literally in the field, right? People that, as they say, we got it out the mud, right? Um, this is not hypothetical knowledge. This is real knowledge. These are folks that have done it, that are doing it. And that's why it's important for me to share their stories and their time with you. So I always say a lot of my people that listen to me are chefs, because guess what? That's what I do. But I'm telling you, no matter what business you're in, whether you are an entrepreneur in real life or just an entrepreneur in your mind, there is some game that you can get from this show. So tell a friend to tell a friend and jump on in and we are going to get going. All right. All right. With that being said, my guest today is Rich from Two Tone Media. Rich, go ahead and tell the fellas what, what what tell them what's your full name and your social media. Sure, sure, sure. Well, my full name is Richard Dismangles. My social media is Two Tone Media Group. That's with the number two. Okay. Tone Media Group. My personal IG is Two Tone Photos. So it kind of one works with the other, basically. So now I'm gonna sit back and get relaxed and comfortable like you are, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all in, I'm leaning forward. My man is all comfortable. He like, ah. <laughs> yes, it look like. You look like you the host and I'm the guest. I'm, let me get my life together real quick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so two-tone media group. Right. Right? Two-tone photos. Right. With a number two. Yep. That's how we find you on social media. That's correct. Okay. Now, media group mm -hmm. means you got a couple of things rocking. Yes. So tell me about those, bro. What you got? What kind of businesses you got? Rocking? Well, here's the thing. So, so Two Tone Media Group is the short name of the business. The real full name of the entity is Two Tone Media and IT Consulting Group. And basically, what that works is is two different entities that work hand in hand. You've Fact. got you've got IT, which is technology. You've got media, which is basically digital media, the world that we live in day to day. You know, we got phones, we've got cameras, we've got microphones. You got all these recording equipment devices that sometimes people don't know what they need to do with it. You know, so me with a background in IT that I've had for many years, I tend to tell, show people here's what this can do. Here's what you need to do. Be able to do this and don't going forward. 
Um, the media that's on the IT, that's a consultant aspect. Yeah. On the media aspect, um, I had a different aspect of photography skills in, in videography, and I wanted to kind of adapt them, adapt into that. So I basically said, you know what? I don't want it to be all IT consultant. I wanted to have a media aspect a of it, of- and that's basically how it all formed out. So huh. Tone Media Group is just a short entity of it, but it's an umbrella over everything under everything for oh, the man, most so part. calm be like Yo, you know it's just a short you know short entity i family <laughs> nah i love it though so um are you uh are you a solopreneur like is this all you do or do you have a nine to five as well nope i do not have a nine to five this is all i do um and again i started off started from the bottom you know just just having my experience in the corporate world mm-hmm. you know different experience at levels experience as a supervisor working for airline industry okay i worked for hp hewlett-packard i used to work for apple and i just basically took all my experiences and, and knowledge of all this hardware and, and technology it, and put it all under under one roof which how, is myself how long you been running though oh man we're talking about almost 20 years in the game almost 20 years yeah. as just an entrepreneur or oh no just just in the background of it and media Sheesh. yeah yeah definitely definitely I pro- and overall, running my business, I've been probably going about five years strong for the most part. Nice. Going on nice. five years. Um, and again, it took some challenges, of course, you know, because a lot of people don't know who you are. What do you do? Um, took a lot of you refer- have to build your reputation. I had to build my reputation, absolutely, from an IT consultant perspective, and then eventually moving into the media world. Because again, I always had a passion for photography and media, but I also loved working on computers and the hardware. So. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of start taking steps away from the hardware, which is a computer aspect, yeah. and then gaining my more knowledge and more recognition in the photography and media aspect. So I wanna um I wanna unpack that a little bit, right? Because a lot of times people say, "Yo, I do IT, I do media, I do this," mm-hmm. and that that's a big you know big box, big, right? Like very it, big box, it's yeah. a big tent. Yes. better yet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, specifically, what are some of the services that you provide? that people can interact with you and do business with you on. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, on the IT aspect, I tend to do, well, I do remote access for people that start having any trouble with their computers. They right. have, they're having basic internet issues. They're having connections and not being able to upload a file to their, to their Dropbox. Things of that nature, basic stuff. That you know, happens. some people, that some people, a lot. Yeah, that happens very much. <laughs> exactly. And you know, with this changing realm of technology, some people know, some people don't know, you know, you got the elders, who don't know everything about the computer. How do I turn it on? How do I turn it off? So that's basically the entry level of IT consulting that I do. Mm. So I so I go one-on-one with someone, I'll maybe come to their house, or they'll just call me and just troubleshoot over the phone with them and just getting basic knowledge and information of what they're going through, what's happening, finding out the detail of what kind of hardware they have, how long they've had it, is it under warranty? They don't even know sometimes the 800 number to call for warranty to find out if this computer is under warranty or not. Gosh, dude, so. you got my mind spinning. I'm thinking about several different services. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Even wireless. You know, sometimes setting up a wireless printer. People buy printers. They're like, you know, you go to Best Buy. Okay, I just bought this computer. I just bought this printer. How do I set it up? Yeah, there's a geek squad, but a lot of times people walk out and they just said, you know what, I'll take care of that somewhere else. I mean, and you're faster than a geek squad. And be honest, man, geek squad don't really know a lot of stuff. Half the time, if it's more than just turning the computer off and restarting mm-hmm. it, they're like, hey, we need to keep it overnight. All uh, right. Exactly. No, sir. Exactly. You cannot have my device. Exactly. Uh, so how do, how do I find, like, if I'm at home and I'm having issues, I'm a busy professional. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time to drive to Best Buy. I need to get you. I need to get someone yep. on the phone immediately. Yep. You know what I'm saying? To help me with my problem. How do I find you? Well, yeah. But, uh, what, uh, what am I searching for? Yeah. Like, well, right now, again, I'm I'm not on in, on a Google search for, per se. 
majority of the clients that I have are all referrals, word of mouth, you know, and and previous clients that I've had that just basically say, hey, Rich is a great guy. He's down in Florida. He's in Orlando, but he's he's accessible to you even if you're in New York, just he to is. give you some steps. If you're in South Miami, Florida, they're like, hey, I need to get this going. What's the best place to go and buy this? This is what I'm looking to do, whatever. So I just basically, I work wherever, however. And, and that's my aspect of where I'm trying to expand and say, you know, who needs me, where they need me, you know, as a personal consultant or who needs me on a regular basis. That's kind of like the realm I'm trying to go right now. That's, that's what's got my head scratching, mm -hmm. right? Because I see micro consultations. Yes. And immediately I pair up what doctors did on the pandemic for virtual visits. That's right. right. Yep. Um, where a doctor went from seeing, you know, three, four patients an hour to being able to see 10 virtually. Mm -hmm. So they, they were able to be more productive. And technically that should have lowered the cost. But, you know, you're still paying the same amount. That's right. But for your business, I see this as something that is super needed in Florida. You know, the largest growing population mm -hmm. is 60 plus. Yes. Right. So, I mean, basically, you're an IT doctor. Yes, that's exactly so, it. You know what I'm saying? I need, I, yo, my, my, my devices are sick, or guess what? I just don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. The IT guru, the IT, I'm thinking of like 10 different marketing things for you as we speak, <laughs> this, bro. My brain is spitting them out. Yep. But, um, okay. And I know you said you're not on Google searches because I always ask that question because for us, in our fields, we know so much about our fields that we uh, tend to make ourselves searchable by keywords that are field specific. Yeah. So I've had chefs say uh, things like grand manger or, you know, um, catering. Yeah. Right. Or uh, private chef. Right. Or personal chef. Mm. That's a great one. Personal chef. Personal chef. That refers to someone coming to your home and providing a dinner for you. Mm -hmm. But if you are in the chef world, are you searching for personal chef or what? Just just off the top of your head, what would you search for if you want a chef to come provide dinner for you? Uh, private chef. Maybe private chef. I had a guy say, "I search for dinner at home. Mm. I search for dinner for two. Mm. I search for someone coming cook for me." Nice. These are, you know what I'm saying, the the, the basic terms. Keywords. So that's keywords. So that's why I asked you what you do because there's often a disconnect between business owners and their their targeted audiences, not because, well, shit, because we're not speaking the same language. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because someone who is just randomly searching for something is just, they're going to type in a word thing. Like, if I was searching for you, I would search for um, IT help. Um, personal IT consultant. I wouldn't even search for that. Mm. That that's that's. I'm not thinking of a consultant because I'm right. thinking consulting costs too much money. <laughs> You're right. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, personal Geek Squad. <laughs> I, I might not even put IT solutions. I might put something like, um, you know, uh, uh, I, quick tech question. Mm. You know, like yeah. stuff like that. So it's weird. So I just, I just, you know, just putting that out there because. It's got me thinking. So, okay, so that's the IT side. That's right. And I don't want to get too tangent. And my listeners, y'all already know, I got super tangent powers. We can go down the road on some. So I'm going to bring it back to Rich here. Yeah. So we've got the IT side. Yep. I think that is phenomenal, and especially if word of mouth is keeping you busy. Yep. Um, what about the media side? The media side, definitely. The media side had had some, had some challenges, I would say, but not mon not many challenges. I was trying to explore and figure out which way to go with it. Yeah. Um, I started off photography when I was in high school. 
mm -hmm. um, taking pictures for the yearbook team, left that, graduated, went to college, did some college, did some sport photography as yeah. well. Left that when I got into a corporate job. I didn't want to leave the, the photography world too much. Still, it was in so, your blood. So it was still in my blood. So I was having a nine to five in the day. And then at nighttime, I was taking photos at events, different parties. I grew up in New York, worked in New York City for a good while. So I'll be in the office nine to five doing my IT stuff. And at night, I was hitting the streets, going to the nightclubs, taking photos for all the nightclubs.com, seven days, seven nights.com, all these little photography so you media was a companies. Club paparazzi. I was a club paparazzi. That was <laughs> exactly what it was. Exactly. So, and that was that aspect of it. And then, and then on the weekends at times, and again, New York City, the city never sleeps. So this was going on during that the part, week. And then on the weekends, I was starting to do little events, Kinsey's, Sweet Sixteens, baby showers, yeah. bar mitzvahs, you know, first communions. Never did any wedding photography because, you know, I felt that it was too much of a challenge for me. You know, I was scared of it. Okay. So I never, never explored wedding photography, but I kept different aspects open, whatever the case is. After I moved down here to Florida, I took it, my photography skills to the next level. I lived in Miami for a couple of years. And then you have all these beaches, you have all these models, you have all these cars. Yeah. So then that's what I started doing. I started doing models and cars, you know, oh. and, um. I just started off just slightly just giving out a business card, word of mouth, again, same way. And I was just out there, yeah, living there. And I was making that on a weekend gig, just taking photos, going to car meets, and then seeing a couple of females and guys, even guys. Hey, I want to take pictures with my car. You think you take some shots of me? Sure, why not? You know, I had a digital camera, you know, and I was just starting to explore the world of DSLRs, changing okay. up different lenses. So and I'm, such. I'm, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you jump back into that. I have more questions. For sure. But so what has that service wise right now, what has that led you to? Because obviously, I mean, with that resume, you can take photos of anything. Exactly. But what, what has that led you to now? Where do you want people to do business with you right now? Right now. Is there a sweet spot? Yeah. If I want media. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and yeah, and that's, a, that's what's evolved into what I'm doing now. So from that, I ended up going into the real estate market, and that's where I started to get my niche. Um, it was more consistent. It was more viable. I love to see beautiful homes. I love meeting different people. I love going different places, mm -hmm. and that was what took my media, my media and photography skills to the next level. I learned a lot of the aspects of angles of photography, um, and again, the lighting, the right angle lens and such. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take a step away from the, all the other stuff I've been doing for many, many years. And I touched into real estate and I never looked back. I've been doing real estate photography now going on five years. So, okay. So if I ask you for a wedding, no. I mean, because real estate <laughs> photography is a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. But if I asked you for a wedding, would you do it? Or uh, like, for the I'm right stay price. In my lane? <laughs> I, I'll probably stay in my lane, but that's the thing I've, I've made into a network of other photographers. Um, and I, if I had to, I would probably refer someone and say, Hey, look, I can't do this, but, but I know someone that does. So. There you go. And depending on where they want that photography, if it's in New York, if it's in Miami, I've, like I said, I've gotten into an umbrella where in a network where other photographers I'm able to connect with. There's different apps, there's different programs, there's different services, you know? So Yo, we gonna, we gonna run all that up, bro. <laughs> we gonna run, hold that thought. Yep. We're going to run all that up. I just always like to key in on the services. I just want to reiterate. So if if I'm trying to do business with, with Two-Tone, right, yeah, if yeah. I'm calling Rich right now and I need, you know, I just like your whole vibe. Um, on the IT side, mm -hmm. what I can do business with you as is a substitute, you know, for Geek Squad or for anything else. I'm a busy professional. I can call you and I can get you to help me with you know, technical problems, quick technical solutions. And probably if I need to bring you in, we could do some more, some deeper stuff, right? Absolutely. Okay. And on the media side, and feel free to add stuff if I miss something. No problem. On the media side, 
if I'm in the real estate and I need to show my homes because, and we're going to talk about this more in the next segment. Um, I saw you do the whole 3D thing. That was fire. You're going to have to break that down. Yes. But I can call you to get real estate photos of my property or yes. properties that I'm listing. That's correct. That's correct. Realtors will contact me for new listings, new constructions, pre-construction, rehabs, commercial spaces, nightclubs, lounges, restaurants, you name it. It's, it's so, so many aspects. So private and commercial. Real private estate. and commercial. Yes, it is. Yeah. Residential, commercial, and, and pre-construction. It's, it's a, so many different facets of it. Yeah, Love it, and that's why that's why I, I tapped that in and I and I got the niche with it. And it's like I said, it's keep me busy. Um, as you know, the real estate market has been booming these last couple of years. It's, it's grown phenomenal. Even during the pandemic, I was basically an essential worker during the pandemic. During the pandemic. Oh yeah. All right. So okay. So like I said, put, put a pin in that. We're gonna come right back. We're gonna get some more with Rich in. Um, this is the Chef Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Chad Cherry, and I just want to give a quick shout out to our uh, engineer slash producer, Michael C. Pitts, who, while being an amazing producer of podcasts, his real wizardry comes into marketing. He's a marketing expert. He helps you focus on brand identity and brand voice. Now, if you heard people talk about brand, these are things you may have missed. When you talk about identity and voice, you're talking about what specifically is your tone of your business. And that uh, that's like a, a signature a fingerprint for a human being. But for a business, this allows people to recognize you and recognize what your business does at a glance, at a distance and quickly. This is the guy you need to get with. His name is Michael C. Pitts. You can find him on social media and in the show notes. We'll be right back. Yo, what up, family? It's your host, Chef Chad Cherry, for another episode of the Chef Culture Podcast, where we are talking food, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle. By the way, culture is with a K, so Chef Culture, the only way to say it is with a K, family. Any of those other imitators out there, they aight, but they not real. Anyway, we are back, and as you know, we always start out with this show with an episode of a segment called The Recipe. And we ain't talking about the food recipe, although I do get busy with them pots, boy. We are talking about a business recipe, a recipe for success. And I'm going to shorten my whole introduction today because I want to give at least another minute and a half to our guest because there's so much here. Uh, I think this is meat. This is going to be great. So if you are a couch potato entrepreneur, meaning you haven't actually started doing it but it's in your head you really need to hone in and listen to this one this is gonna be dope i've got leah here but as leah was just saying that ain't even the real name hey leah go ahead and please introduce yourself tell us your name which you prefer to be called leah tell us where your business name how we find you on social and then tell us your real name and just a little bit about your background Perfect. not leah is her real name which is you know other name um, Leah's going to be my preferred name, and you also said my business name, right? That was the next one yes, that you said? Please. So I currently just figured it out. Um, it is not trademarked yet. I usually go by La Jefa, but I think it's going to be Lirio de los Valles, which is very important to me in the sense of what it means. And uh, if you want, we can touch on that later. Yeah, because in the words of Sway, you were just speaking trigonometry. Lily of the Valley. Oh, okay, cool. Because you said something and I heard something else and I didn't know what to make of whatever. <laughs> Just okay, cool. It's gonna be Lily of the Valley, which is a particular plant that it blooms in darkness. So from the darkness, it creates this beautiful flower. And I think that's really important that everybody uses that divine darkness to really see who they are as a person huh. and just 
enlighten themselves and become better every time. So, you know, you can't just drop it like that. You got to unpack that a little bit. That has to go to your origin story. If we were in Marvel, there would be a whole thing about you coming from up north and all this stuff. I need to know how, how did, uh, there's got to be like, wh where did that come from? Why is that your motivation? Where, you know, that's your business name. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so my biggest motivation is I was young when I really figured out that young? my mom, I'm young now, but I was super young. Like I was very cognitive at a very young age to understand, like I was with a single mom, you know? Mm -hmm. So having my single mom, not really having my dad there in my life as being the first oldest and female, it, it held a lot of weight to me. Facts. And that's what grew my, um, my entrepreneurialism was my love for my family and wanting them to have a better life, you know? So the darkness for me was that place where it was like, my mom is struggling and I don't know how to help her. Mm. How can I, how, how can I move forward? And in thus helping her help me. At what age did that really start to crystallize? Honestly, I always tell people this story. I think it's the funniest story ever. And I hope one day I run into this girl because she, she's the only one other than my mother who could like tell people this is a real story, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, this was one of my first homes I can remember living in Florida. So I was probably no older than like between seven and 10 um, but maybe even younger, I went around my neighborhood selling water out of a cup, the same cup to neighbors. I knew because I was cute and I knew because I was offering something that people would want to invest. You know, at such a young age, I already had that mentality. Had to, man, I am trying my hardest not to laugh on this <laughs> it's mic. It's hilarious. You were hustlers, hustle. I could sell water to a well. I could I sell water out the same cup to the block. Out of the same <laughs> cup to the None block. None of them drunk out of it. Yeah, this is pre-COVID times. None of them drunk out of it. But for the sense of just this young girl hustling, it was so important to them to just give back. Do you know how dope that is, right? Like, I, I always say as an entrepreneur, I'm like, yo, women entrepreneurs, like, y'all are next, man. And, and men are idiots for or the centuries that we have not allowed y'all to be great because we were honestly scared and emasculated by how strong, how powerful women could be. Divine so femininity. that, yo, the, the feminine divine, which we already know, right? Many people said it. God is a woman. Um, but I digress because this is about you. Um, coming back to this. So tell us, what does your business do? What do you do? Okay, well, um, I recently figured out my business structure is professional services, mm -hmm. so I am a girl for hire. And as crazy as that sounds, I'm gonna actually, you know, go into depth because yeah, you, gotta, you, gotta you throw that, that out there, and out. people yeah. look at you like, "What you mean?" No, no, no. <laughs> no I'm no, very no. professional in my work. Um, a lot of people don't understand that you always need help. You, mm -hmm. oh, it doesn't matter what you do, even just this setup right here. If the person doesn't know, you need help, and it might even be faster to have a helping hand that you can pay something like $15 an hour for two, three hours to just help you. Come and that, and that doesn't hurt you. Exactly. That's what I, that's where I come in when okay. I've worked, like I told you earlier, doing things like random stuff where I was a judge. I am not coming from judging artists and stuff like that, but just having a, a, a background in music was enough for them to say, okay, I think, I think you're, competition, you got it. Right? And the person I chose actually now he is blowing up a little bit more. And I'm, I'm so excited in, in knowing that. I made a right choice as like my top artist as a judge, you know? So, so good taste, good taste. Okay. And what is your, um, like, where do you want to take your business? Okay. So, um, honestly, that is the one, it's one of the hardest questions for myself. I always just crave stability. I didn't become an entrepreneur because I wanted to 
make a change. I just, I wanted to personally live a different mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And in that, I started to realize that I could help other people along the way. And I just, I just feel like my, my career is creating these teams. Like I, I meet people and I create these connections that I feel like it's very rare that someone is able to just go anywhere and be able to be malleable enough to learn information and have enough information to keep up with the conversation, you know? So I think that's really important. Too. Love it, man. I find that um, a lot of hustlers come from a necessity situation. And if you've, if you've never um, checked out the hierarchy of needs, that's something that I'm going to need you to look into, right? Because it'll, it'll help you with, with some of your next stages of development. But okay. I have another question challenges mm -hmm. right we know this game ain't easy no. and, and being a young woman um i know you get tried a lot right and i'm not saying that that's your challenge but what is your current challenge with getting your business where you want to be getting to that stability being that i have multiple different like you know outlets of multiple sources of income mm -hmm. Can you ask me the question one more time? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. It's it's the challenge. So oh, we're trying to get you to stability. What mm -hmm. is your current challenge to, to hitting that? And I think you were starting out, you saying you have multiple streams of income. I don't want to put words in your mouth because no, I can't no, yeah, do you that. Got it. But, yeah, uh -huh. you know, what is that challenge? That's that's because you're, you're here. Mm -hmm. I see the hunger. I hear the hunger. <laughs> but there's got to be something that may be obstructing a little bit. Yes. So in regards to my challenges, I became... People told me I should, just in the modeling aspect, because like I said, I have so many different ones that they all have their own challenges and gives and takes from them. So in the modeling that I am taking more serious these days, um, a year and a half ago, I decided that I wanted to do this. I decided that everybody told me I should always model and I never wanted to be a pretty face. That never mm -hmm. mattered to me. I'm cute, but what else? You know, I'm, what else Fresh, can I, I offer? Brain, because right? I'm pretty until I'm 25, 30. And then when that's gone, what else am I going to leave? I want to leave a legacy. You know, I say. You said you was young earlier. Please continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to I want to leave a like I said, a legacy. And I believe that you can't, you don't need to be a lady. You need to be a legend. You know, like you said, going mm. back to that divine femininity. That's a and, bar. It's a quote. It's a quote. You need to be a legend. And um, the challenges that I face, like you said, is being my own manager. I was my own manager for a year and a half. And that's how I got my gigs. People would talk to me personally. I would set them up personally. I would have everything done myself. And um, my challenge was allowing other people to help me even though i wanted to help other people and i wanted to be that person for people i didn't trust anybody enough with how much i gave i cared about my own stuff you know mm. like the way you care about your own stuff is not how anyone else might and if you give them the right tools then they just might you know but i never wanted to take that leap of faith and saying anybody's going to care about my business as much as i have you know but wow. i still will do that for others you know so what was funny about that is that is the purpose of this segment is to get some free game, right? Mm -hmm. It's for a coach to coach. Love you it. can't be out here self-diagnosing <laughs> and, and solving the problem yourself. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm messing with you, but that's dope though because it shows a level of awareness, right? Like that is a vital skill for entrepreneurs is to be able to analyze themselves. And while that works, it also me shows me that you oftentimes, and you've said it, are very, very deep into your head, right? In your space, you're in here and you're conceptualizing, thinking through things. So if I may, yes, I wanna just give you some game real quick, Let me hear it. okay? Um, let's start with this. Give yourself the space on your path to becoming a legend 
to continue to be great. And what I mean by that is this. So many people will come up to you and try to put you in a box. And they'll tell you that, you know, you're juggling too much, you're doing too much, you extra, you this, you that, you're focusing on this one thing, what's your thing? Because that's all they can envision for you. It is okay to be multiple hats, have multiple pots, be moving multiple balls. It is okay. Matter of fact, back in the day, there was a term for it. And some of our most famous artists, inventors, and thinkers, they were called Renaissance men. And I can guarantee you there was a Renaissance woman or three right there with them, fam. It is okay to do more than one thing. And you've got to give yourself, there's no one who started out in one thing that didn't have multiple balls, that was great. And matter of fact, most entrepreneur journeys mean that I start out here and along the way while trying something else, I find what really hits. While you're young, you gotta do that. So give yourself permission to be great. That's the first thing, right? Because you gotta give yourself that freedom to fly those your wings. The second thing is this, you're a doer. And being a doer is fantastic. So hard though. It's so hard. Right. Because you got to be a chameleon. But being a doer is fantastic because every business needs it. Like you said, every business needs help. And every entrepreneur, most of the ones listening to this podcast, they're going to hit you up because people need doers. We need people that are willing to come in and assume a role and not just one role. Because when I own a business, a small business, I can't hire an employee that only does one thing. Now, you got to do five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm -hmm. And that's a fact, right? So you're going to get a lot of business. But the question is, what do you do when you have more business than you can handle? Because that will happen quickly. And I know because I literally trained. We we have an executive assistant where we had who we, we've helped her grow her wings. She's family always. But we taught her how to do so much that she was getting pulled in so many directions, she ended up dropping some balls and she had to learn some lessons that, that could have been prevented. So what I'm saying to you is, what I see is this, you said it, no one's gonna love your business like you, but that is okay because I wanna see an army of doers. I wanna see you create yourself again and again and again, but allowing people to be themselves while you create, right? Mm -hmm. There's a whole, I mean, how many other young women are looking for opportunities just like you did? When you saw your mother was struggling, you were looking for a way to help and you couldn't, you had to figure something out. You went door to door selling water out the same cup. That shit right there is remarkable. That's an origin story. Listen, there are so many women out there that, that and, and young men too, right? They got that drive and that spirit and they just don't know where to apply it. And there's people that are telling them they got to go to school and they got to do this when the answer is in what you're doing is hustling. It's going out and working for other people and finding things. Be a coach, right? That's that's not only a revenue stream, but it also allows you to expand your business because all you have to do is you can build people up to a point where they can do simple jobs. There are jobs you're going to get that's only going to be for you, but there's going to be a lot of jobs that you can get where someone that you're mentoring mm -hmm. can go and take that job. And they can give you a percentage. And that's what staffing companies have done forever. But this is the new spin on it because now we can coach virtually, which means you can expand your services literally anywhere geographically. Yeah. So you don't have to think about where you can be because that's your other limit. It's just you. You're only you. You can only you can be in only one place at one time. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So I need to see an army of doers coming from you. Okay. I need you to, to imbue that hustler spirit in other people. I need you to then talk about the excellence. Something chef culture does, right? Partner with organizations like myself. 
partner with people like Mike, right? Right? Partner in giving some training institutes. There's a bunch, right? There's fellowships and things you can do because you always have to impart the excellence. The example that you set will be the example that everybody else sets. And when you have partner networks, just like the business people don't need to be by themselves, your business doesn't need to be standalone. When you have partner networks, then your strength is also multiplied. So I want to thank you for that. And as we wrap up, can you tell people what your real name is? And if you have anything else to say, please add it in. Okay. My real name is Jamilex Rivera. Um, like I said, I do prefer Leah because it is a little harder to say. And then um, before I wrap this up, I just want to thank you for taking your time to give me these keys because it is important to have somebody to sit there and have these conversations. And not everybody has the information to have these conversations. And even though we touched on just the surface of the iceberg, I feel like you still definitely, I'm walking out of here with something special. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. Well, I thank you because it's awesome to see young people. I'm a true hustler. And coming from up north, that word means something different. So I thank you for, for bringing that energy to the show. And um, if y'all are out there, hey, you just learned something new. You learned a whole lot of game. So hang out with us, and we'll be right back with another segment. It's the interview coming up next. Yes, family, we're right back again. Um, we're going to continue on with uh, our interview of Rich from Two-Tone Media, and that is two, right? The number two. Um, before we do, I just want to give a quick shout out to all of my chef culture folks. As you know, we say we do it for the culture. And, and what that is, if you don't know, it's an ecosystem, um, a, a better word for organization, for independent black and brown culinary professionals. The goal is to build sustainable businesses so that we can go back and become the change that we want to see in our community. We have chapters right now up and down the East Coast and spreading to the West. If you're listening to this and you're a culinary professional or an event professional and you are interested in joining, go to Chef Culture and that is Culture with a K on any social media. Shoot a message. We'll get right back at you or hit me directly. Chef Chad Chef. Okay. And with that, we are back. Family. Okay. I got so many questions, but uh. And I know that the listeners do too. So I want to jump right, right. I mean, right back into a freshman. I need to know, dude, what's your origin story? And not, not the, not the resume. <laughs> because the resume, one thing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it's the, what made you, because you're unique in so many ways. So what, what's your, what's your origin, man? Uh, origin you know, like the superpowers. Where'd you get them from? Oh man, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I, I guess I gotta I gotta thank my my parents. My dad. My dad was always a hardworking man. You know, being a being a part of it. I'm the oldest of four. Okay. And um, my dad basically was a worker. He put us all through private school up until my last son, my last brother, I should say. And um, we were we've been we've been hustlers. We've been grinding. He's been showing us that way. Entrepreneurs in the family. I, or entrepreneurs. Just... My parents were business owners. My father had a couple of properties he owned in New York. Before he retired back in 2015, so he was already in the real estate. Oh game. yeah, oh yeah, okay, definitely. Okay. And then I'm again, the and drinks. still, and still spun a nine to five at the same time. You Let's know, go. He, he worked in the city. He worked in Manhattan. You know, and then again, he still had my mom. Where, they, they had the business going in Brooklyn. In Manhattan. So are you are you from the city of New York? Or are you from right outside? Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Okay, okay. Born and Brooklyn, raised in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. always that's the thing. You 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 grow up in Brooklyn, but everybody worked their corporate jobs in Manhattan. That was you that was the way. I'm from Westchester, but we slid into the city. <laughs> yes, you had to get it. exactly, exactly. So so I got that I got that that gift. I would say that that origin from him. You know, he was a hardworking man. He provided for the family, and he did whatever he needed to do, whether it was working 
nights at the, at the at the regular job, and then coming back after that, and right in the morning, bright morning, open up the business. Yeah. You know, he had tenants he had to deal with as well. You know, he had to be he was the superintendent. Those are always fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so so I got that from him, and I just said that you know I'm gonna keep that aspect going. You know, I'm gonna provide. I'm a I'm a hustle. I'm gonna do what I need to do for sure. Um, nothing against corporate America, but you know I had a corporate job. You know, I started way younger when I was 21. Started off working in um NYU Medical Center. From there, I jumped into the world of, of technology there and started working at Hewlett Packard. I was a field technician working around in Manhattan and again meeting different business owners, meeting different aspects of, of offices and different so you're environments. You're still seeing entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, right. oh yeah, every time, every time. And, you and know. if you're a tech for HP, that means you were B2B tech. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So when so. you call in your warranty services, I was that technician that was popping up the next morning with hardware or, or whatever to swap out that motherboard on a laptop or, or on a computer or a monitor on, on a or printers. Uh, or printers. Yeah. <laughs> I worked I worked hand so. in hand on printers. Yeah. That's Definitely. But for all my folks out there that don't know what B2B means, that means business to business mm -hmm. as opposed to B2C, which is business to consumer. That's right. right. My bad. I no just, doubt. I no like doubt. to introduce absolutely you know, those. absolutely yep and then, then that was it from that spec from that step from hewlett-packard i jumped into the airline industry working for an night as an it profession for JetBlue airways mm -hmm. um that started in about 2004 2005 where they needed me to be and with that position that i hired me as was a hardware coordinator and i and i was in charge of procuring and and deciding on what hardware they were going to be using on an it level as well and again i'll be working hand in hand with the network engineers desktop engineers server engineers and then after that, different departments within the company needed my services and did as well. You, did you get a degree for this stuff or is I, this more like self-taught certification? Self-taught certification. I mean, I did okay. go to college for a couple of years. I went for a computer science information yeah. background. Um, but then I started feeling that it wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, I took in, I took on a hardware computer course and got A plus certified. And that's basically and that the hand in hand to touching computers, fixing computers. And that's when I was like, you know what? I think this is this what is I want to do. That felt better. That felt way so better. I asked because, you know, we I've talked to a lot of tech guys, like one of the one of the other interviews. Um, and if you haven't listened to this episode, go listen to Venti Fried Chicken right now. The episode with Joshua Walker. He's the founder of Black Orlando Tech. Yes. Box. And, um, yeah. Box. That's my guys. Those that's, are my guys. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm yeah. a member of them as well. See, I figured, see, it's, you know, small world. Yep. And he's the same way. But a lot of the dudes I've talked to him about, same way. And and women. Yep. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm from the 80s. We say male for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but they were more certification tech. So, That's right. So while you had the corporate experience, you were also still obviously keeping up with the tech. That is right. And the certifications. Um, Microsoft certifications, network certification, A plus certifications. Yep, everything, every aspect of certification. So I gained my experience, got my certifications, and never acquired a degree. And see, but but you did though. Yes. You feel me? Yeah. You did. Hey, hey that that damn uh, that that school of hard knocks, that <laughs> real life degree is a real thing. True indeed. So, you know. So then, with that being the case. Obviously, you saw entrepreneurship. It was entrepreneurship something that was always in the back of your mind or was there a, a transitional moment you know that pivotal moment like in the like in the comic books where the character goes in a crisis and they yeah. gotta either put on a cape or they gotta fall back like yeah what was it that made you transition into being your own boss and taking the leap yeah and that was the step away from corporate america um like i said since i started working corporate jobs at the age of 2021 20, um as i got into my 30s i started started getting tired of that rat wheel. 
Yeah, that was yeah, my whole yeah. thing, you know, having leadership over you, telling you how to do, what to do, when to, when do. to respond to the emails, when that, when you got to be at that desk, when you can't go, when you can't go. So I started getting get, getting that off, trying to get that off, wing that off. Um, right into my mid-30s, again, I was getting really stressed out. Company was, you know, again, at the time I was working for JetBlue Airways corporate office in New York. Mm-hmm. I was commuting back and forth. I worked in the New York office in, in Queens Boulevard in, in Long Island, in, um, and right in uh, Forest Hills. Yeah. And I would fly back home to Orlando weekly, not daily, wow. not monthly, weekly, and I, every five days. Um, and they started putting that stress on me. And again, you know, it was, and then when they changed my leadership, um, I was working a four-day in the office yeah, one day four remote. On, three off. Yeah, 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 exactly. And are, then are four on one in the one, field? One in one home, one home, work from home. One home, okay. Or, and then that at that point I worked from home in Florida. I was home Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and back on on it again on Monday. Okay. When that they changed work. my yeah, it was working for me for a couple of years. But then when they changed leadership now, they trying to, you know, micromanage, they were like, no, 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 Rich, your position is a New York based position. We need you to be here five days a week. So let me ask you this too, because I, I I hear stories like that, and I just got to ask culturally, mm-hmm. because I was in corporate America as well, and a lot of people, you know, same thing. In corporate, there were little cultural cues that that always just got under my skin. Oh, Things yeah. like um, facial hair. Yeah, I'm a brother. I wear a beard. Yeah. They wasn't really cool with it. Oh, you know, they wanted yeah. you. They wanted you to kind of be more oh, yeah. clean shaven. Trust me. Um, hairstyles. Oh yeah, I had dreadlocks. Stuff. I had dreadlocks out in the middle of my back. I promise you that I had dreads for about 15, 16 years, and and I mean I'm I'm low cut now, but yeah. in in jet blue areas and and, and nothing but against still it, able, nothing but I was still there, and yeah. The, well, and I'm and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with management because that's that's what I was getting to because when new management comes in, sometimes things that you had been because if you had been with them for years, years. and no one had a problem with no your problem. four on one out, yep. Why all of a sudden is this an issue? Exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Is that did you? You know, just just how did you feel about that? Where did that bring you? Did you feel like that was something else besides it just being like micromanagement or was oh, it more yeah. like a way of pushing me out and basically and God giving me a sign saying it's time for me to do my own thing? That was basically it. Um, And, they, and again, that's that's kind of how it worked out. You know, again, they basically downsized. They took my position. You know, they terminated me and they basically made two of what I was doing, basically. Um, since I was the main person of it, again, like I said, I had a supervisor. I had probably four people mm-hmm. on my team, and they said, "You know what? We're gonna outsource what Rich is doing to someone else, and basically pay them way, way less." And that's basically it. Yo, so that's that is that's, the move. That's a corporate. So that's the a corporate thing way. Is, the first thing is to change your way of life yep. because that's how they almost get you to quit. Right. Right. They so force they you don't out. Have to, yep, yep. They force you out, and then when you don't do that, then they just give you that push. Oh, yep. Or they find a reason to push you. Or yep. find a reason. To Absolutely. Push you. So that, that sounds sounds about corporate. Yep. yep that's about it. That's, and that's that and right. that's what it was. And that's when I was like, you know what? Time to figure this out. Time to figure out where to go with this. And then again, like I said, I had enough certifications. Yeah. I think I had enough leadership experience. I just had to try to cut into the more entrepreneurship because I was nervous about doing that. Facts. Because I was you, a fear. You, of, I was man, a, you yeah. still got bills. You got, got other family. Stuff, like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you got family. You got responsibilities. Dude. Absolutely. And then and I was afraid to take that leap mm-hmm. for failure. And that's, that was push, my main thing. What pushed you up? So, you know, we were talking earlier about the EYL Steve Harvey episode. Yes. And he talks about the failure. And what stuck with me was when he said, he's like, listen, I always ask people, have you ever had a difficult day? And they say yes. And he's like, well, how many difficult days have you had in your life? Mm. And they, you know, I had a lot. Yeah. But you made it through all of them, right? Yeah. And he and he brings that back to failure in, in a sense of saying that failure is just, 
it's a part of the process. Yes. So what got you through that difficult time? Where did you get into saying, you know what? I'm scared, but I'm going to do it. Because you could have went and got another job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Trust me. You, and I you did. easily could have. Yeah. I could. And, I, and every time I thought about it, I was like, nah, you know, I got I just, I just. I just cut it bread. I just said, you know what? I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take it and stride with it. You know, yeah. I started reinvesting in myself, learning things. You know, I started going to YouTube, like we call it YouTube University, Facts. reading things and YouTube watching University. things, learning different techniques. And again, I started basically using all these other aspects of of learning. Um, I can't even go into the different websites and such, but that was where I started to really start to grasp on saying, you know what, I think I can get this done. Even though I might not stride as at the level that I would love to be at, but I know it's going to take some time, but I'm going to, I'm going to give myself this push. And so getting your feet wet, obviously becoming an entrepreneur, yeah. um, there's going to be some people that want to do this. What advice, if you could go back and give yourself a piece of advice for starting now you're five years in the game now yep. probably more mm -hmm. what would you say to your past self at that moment of starting of, of transitioning from work to entrepreneur what what advice would you give your past self about getting into the game getting your clients making your money securing yourself reputation all and it could be any of those that have to be all of that right right no yeah you're good points um i would say definitely explore and read Mm. definitely read more research dude i would and again this is things that i, I thought, thought about now research is key and then again social media social media is a growing growing aspect of learning and meeting and going that direction of what you want to do when it comes so, to business so when you say research research more about being an entrepreneur or research more about your field your field your field okay. and then and i'm being an entrepreneur as well because again like i said i follow so many motivational speakers and they basically give the right information and then sometimes it works for you sometimes it does sometimes yeah yeah right. i mean you throw but, some things up on the wall something's gonna stick exactly something's not but, but if, if you it, got if that yeah you know you, you you'll know traction, keep going <laughs> you right? know it exactly that's, so that is entrepreneurship blessing if you get some traction keep it moving <laughs> so and that's where i get into where i said like i said i was already doing photography i was already doing it consultant but i had to figure out which realm of photography and media i wanted to stick with and again like i said i did it you know different events i did parties i did shows i did people i did cars but real estate caught my attention about five six years ago and again even probably way before that when the market started to crash back in 08 09. i remember that and that was the that was what i started doing and i found and again being an entrepreneur i had to figure out you know an idea is there because that's what i'm trying to key in yeah. on right yeah because it's the, it's the it's that moment of transition Pick. right because it's not we all know that first year of entrepreneurship bro Whew. how many times we don't heard people like you know you dodging the landlord <laughs> you know you got checks coming right but they just ain't quite there yeah yep. and and you end up taking everything you you know you like you said i was doing models i was doing cars i was doing nightclubs mm -hmm. you take anything that's going to cut a check that's because all those... you just need money right but then you find that click yeah so for you did it click right when the recession was hitting? Yeah, real yeah. estate clicking like yeah in and, South and, Florida yeah. when that recession hit, boy. Ooh, and that's and seeing that was my thing because again, when I when I I realized I just started taking pictures. I was taking pictures of properties. There was, there was an abundance of properties, and I started finding ads where they just needed people to go out and take pictures of these properties. So what, like ads, uh, like were you in the 
physical paper or just classified online? Online paper, you name it. I was seeing them and, and like, catching I'm a them. Photographer, I'm gonna go look for help wanted. And anywhere. that's it. That's it. You know what it was? It was Craigslist back. That's then. it. Remember that's that? exactly. <laughs> yes, it was. They Craig. don't have a. Um, Craigslist is still there. Craigslist is Craigslist still there. Craigslist is still there. And it was what something else. It was something else. It used to be a yellow. It was like a, not the yellow pages, but it was a yellow website. Yes, it was. I forgot the name of it. Um, but I think. That industry has changed more now into there being agencies that are service finders. Right. Right. Agencies that you as an independent entrepreneur can partner with mm -hmm. that will find business for you. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So in the real estate, so you started doing that and and did you did that lead to consistent clients or and again, yeah, it, and it started it started being consistent, but it was still a beginning. But it was it was taking me in the direction, and at that point, that's when I said, you know what? Let me do some more research and reading on this now, and started learning, and started following, and started grasping into the hardware and the technology behind it. And again, like I said, I'm geared and and I love technology. I yeah. love computer. I love cameras, and and that's when I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna take this another step step further. You know, it's then I learned about drones. I learned about 3D virtual tours. Right. And I was like, you know what? I found a company that needed somebody and they wanted me to contract with them and say, hey, look, we have we started we're touching this market in Orlando. This is what we're trying to do. We have a couple of corporate accounts that we need a photographer on the ground running for us. This company was based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and they so, needed someone here in Orlando. And that walk, walk us through that because I'm, I'm hearing so many different things. But walk us through that process there. Yeah. So you said you found a company mm -hmm. that needed someone on the ground here in Orlando yep. because they had a corporate client yep. that needed this work. That's correct. And basically, they needed a photographer that was going to handle that was going to basically be them for here you, in this market. But was that through like a help wanted ad again? Indeed, indeed.com, indeed.com. Indeed. Indeed. But they're hiring you, but they're hiring your business. That's correct. They're hiring me, and they're basically putting me as a contractor, not an employee. They're giving it a ten. They're giving an an annual ten ninety nine. They give it ten ninety nine. You find you fill out a contract, letting them know that again you're working under them, you're representing them, but you're not an employee. And are they guaranteeing you a certain rate or a certain amount of business? Certain amount of business. Certain amount of business. That's okay, great. Good, good. Yes, yes. Okay, and, and, and you can change your rates depending on what you. The rates, the rates already stays the same with them, but again, the, the volume is the what volume. they're looking. They have, they have the volume, and that's what I was looking for. Because again, like I said, I needed a consistency. Because again, yeah, I started to have a handful of clients, but they were not as consistent. consistent. Right. But once I touch into that market, and I, and again, just going across an ad like Craigslist and yeah. Indeed, and I might be, I might be mistaken. I might have found them on Craigslist. Possible. I might have found them on Craigslist because that's interesting. So now, now that you have that consistency, are you only working with them, or are you working with others? Nope, working with others, and that's where I started to open up that door. I said, you know what? Let so me that's find when you other companies. Click is like, yo, this is a good. <laughs> yes, this, yes, this. it's this can go way further than it is. Yeah, so I went from one company to four companies, different okay. media companies. I still have my own entity. I Absolutely. represent myself. To them, say, but hey, look, now you're private but I'm not my co private contract. Well, it's similar to people, let's say, just for simplicity's sake, right? I drive, but I drive Lyft and I can drive an Uber. Yep. Right? And I could probably sign up. Same vehicle. Yep. Multiple different sources of that's, income. That's right. Okay. And I love that as a business owner, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that gives you the consistency that you need to be able to plan your life. Yep. But you still have the freedom of being a business owner. That's correct. Right? And you can still take, take side projects. And I'm assuming, because I asked you earlier, I said, hey, you know, if you got a wedding, you know, would you be wanting to do it? And, and you said, I'd probably hand that off. <laughs> so what that tells me is that the real estate gigs 
And you don't have to get into numbers, right? But the real estate gigs are not only either as lucrative mm -hmm. or more, but they are less time intensive. Clients are less demanding. And they're probably a lot more flexible. You hit it right on the nose, yes. Which means that they technically will make you more money than a wedding because at a wedding, you've got to be there for the whole time of the wedding, That right? is correct, yep. you got to deliver. you got to take, what, four or 500 100, shots? Exactly. And they're only, and they're only probably going to select about 100 of them, maybe 50 if you're lucky. you got to edit them. Yep. I can do one wedding a day, <laughs> right? Yeah. I might be able to do two if I'm really good. Mm -hmm. Doubt Do that. I need an assistant when I'm doing weddings? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, but for what you do on real estate, you come out, it's just you and your drone, right? Yes, me and my equipment. That's it. Because yeah. on your on your IG, I saw that that thing was bad, brother. Like <laughs> it was pictures of the outside of the house, and I'm flicking through it. I'm like, okay, this is the house the outside. I see the aerial shots, I see the pool, and then I see rooms inside. But then I get this 3D model that's it's computer generated, obviously. Mm -hmm. It starts to spin, but as it spins and zooms in. It opens up a room, that and now all of a sudden it went from computer 3D to, like, I'm looking at a real room as if I'm standing there. That's right, yeah. That's a quick clip of a 3D virtual tour. Yeah, that's what it is. And, and that's that, and that's the aspect because it, it's so many facets in real estate. You just think it's just, oh, taking pictures. No, we've got virtual tours now. We can do drone shots of it now. We can do drone videos of the property. We can do a video tour of the property itself. So, again, it's all different aspects under one concrete brick and mortar space and i gotta ask about that because i always i am um, gene culver yes from the from uh black or black business orlando yep. group he was talking the other day about revenue streams mm. and how as an entrepreneur you need to have multiple revenue streams but he said where people mess up sometimes is they try to have four or five independent businesses mm -hmm. right he goes no 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 you should be able to have multiple revenue streams in each business. And my mind thought about that because it clicked, right? Thought about it a few times. It made me think about like Coke yeah. or Pepsi, right? Yeah. Where I have, you know, a two-liter bottle to say $1.30, $1.40, right? But I got a 20-ounce bottle mm. that is $1.68 to $2. Right. And then I got them little cans that even though they come in like an eight-pack, they're still almost a dollar a can. Yeah. But that's only eight ounces. That's true. And I realized... That that is three different revenue streams from the same product. That's so it. that seems like what you're doing with the real estate photography, right? Is that you got multiple revenue streams because when you come in, yeah, you can just take pictures. But now if they want the drone, I'm sure that's a different fee. Absolutely. Right. I'm sure that's an upcharge. Yep. Right. And if they want the 3D virtual, I'm sure that's an upcharge. Yep. So you're able to offer a package with multiple revenue streams right. that can either scale up or scale down. Yes, exactly. And it can scale up and scale down based on the square footage of the property as well. So yeah, and oh, I, so so it's not. Oh yeah, so you also hit him with the square footage. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then I hit him with a. Oh, this is a residential or is this a commercial space? Okay, so so talk about that. Is it now? Is it is it more for residential or commercial? It's more for commercial. Commercial spaces again has a higher revenue. So again, price point on that is if, of course because you know they charge to rent out or or sell a, a, a commercial space based on square per square foot. Yes. So why not I do the same thing? So are you working for the person that's trying to rent or lease the commercial space or are you working sometimes for the person who's already in it? The the realtor that's trying to list it and put and put a renter in there basically. And this realtor as opposed to and I know what a lot of realtors they tend to try to work things into the back end of the deal. Yeah. They give everybody points. So, yeah. you know, whoever the broker is, mm -hmm. whoever is doing the transaction coordinator, right, the title agent, everybody's going to get some points in the back end at closing. Yeah. 
But with you, they paying you. Oh, up right up front. Most of the time it's up front or before you want your photos delivery, I'm getting paid. No questions asked. <laughs> and, and these are the realtors or the brokerage houses? B both. A little bit of both. I mean, again, like I said, uh, on, on different aspects, I have corporate accounts yeah. who basically would have 10, 20, 30 realtors. And they say, hey, look, Rich is our go-to company. Reach out to him. Here's his information if you need to make a listing. Otherwise, you know, you can have fun and go look for another uh, photographer if, if you choose, if you please. Dude, but this is that's, this is just how it works. Dude, that is that is, yeah. I mean, that is beautiful. Oh, yeah. That and is, again, that's why I said, I, you know, I caught my niche with real estate. And, and it's been it's been amazing for me. It's a, it's, a, it's a market that some people would never think you can basically make a revenue, generate a revenue, from revenue. daily. Daily. And, how, and how many people on your team, brother? Um, I've got myself. I've got my well, my oldest son is is working with subcontracting for me under me as well. He's out in Atlanta, Georgia. He's doing the same thing. And again, he said started the same way. He's got an idea for he's got a love for cars, love for technology, and he caught that niche with photography. He was taking pictures of cars, and now I've got him taking pictures of houses in the same way. And again, it's a and he's only doing it on the weekend. You know, but he, but he couldn't do it full time every day if he needs to. But I'm like, you know, I, it's your call. However, you want to balance it. You got you get such a flexible schedule. And again, we work as long as it's sunlight from sun up to sundown. Sun and is that's it, all we need. That's I mean, our that's our showroom. And you're talking obviously this is real estate, but we're talking. You just mentioned two top twenty markets. Mm -hmm. Maybe Orlando's top twenty, right? Orlando oh yeah, no, 20. Orlando is top twenty. That's what I thought. Yeah. So Orlando and Atlanta, top twenty markets across the U.S. Um, would this work for me if I'm in Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere. Because realtors anywhere are going to still Realtors need anywhere needs pictures. They need okay. to be, and, and the pictures is what sells the homes. That's See, the I, main thing. And I think that's important to ask because, you know, if I'm listening to this and I'm and I'm a photography student and I want to get in the media, I'm saying to myself, well, damn, this could be a perfect foray. But you know what? I live in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So yeah. to be able to hear that it could work anywhere is awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's trust me. And I've seen real estate, real estate photographers take pictures in the snow. Homes full of snow in the driveway, full of snow on the top of the roof. But again, it looks amazing behind the lens. It still looks picture picturesque it because picturesque. it's it's natural. It's now this because now that's it not it's not a snowed in house. This is your winter cabin. That is correct. <laughs> See, I'm good with the words. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I got I, you. I'm gonna slide <laughs> something in there for you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, and then and, and that's a whole uh, retro because again, being in Florida, it's it's like. You see the photos and you see the sunshine. You see the yeah. palm trees. I get, I've, like I said, I've taken photos in Daytona, Deltona, um, down in Sanford, Lake Mary, Winter Garden, Winter Haven, Apopka, Okoe. I have no distance on no where distance. I'm going. Tomorrow I'll be out in Ocala, about about 30 minutes north of Ocala. I've got a client up there that I got to go take photos for. I charge travel fees. They're willing to pay. So I want to catch, because we're down to like two minutes. Yeah. And we have talked a lot about this because this is so interesting, right? Um, but obviously the scale of this is based on how much you can do or train other people. To that do. is correct. But your IT business yes. is potentially something that has a much bigger scale. Yes. Especially if you can be a virtual consultant and you can squeeze in, you know, five minute time slots for people and you can schedule it out. Because a lot of the a lot of the technical problems people have. Don't need someone with all your certifications. That's correct. Just knowledge. Right? Knowledge and experience is the main it's thing. Basic knowledge and experience. Yeah. So you could easily scale that up. So what are your plans for that business? Because I see that as being, even if you just niched it to, to something tailored towards seniors, Yeah. I see that as becoming a really potentially lucrative business 
that you could do? You know, do you have plans to to build that side out a little bit more? Yeah, I definitely do. More, I definitely you know? do. And and again, it's a, it's a it's a realm I would love to explore more on yeah. and expand on more. I love helping people. I love helping elders um, and showing people what technology is because a lot of people run from technology. And they and they and they tend to think that again, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to entertain it, they don't want to, you know. And I and I said, then I'll and I make it comfortable for them. And that's yeah, because you do just talk to me right here, bro. I'm comfortable, <laughs> right? Your, your customer service is is crazy. Yes, it comes right? years of experience, man. Because of you, years you know, of experience, um, and that's why I ask because it's the obviously it's hard to train people to do what you do, mm-hmm. but in something that simple, man. So. Right now, it's all word of mouth. And I will say, I think if I could, mm-hmm. right, if I could offer this up, I think that while there's a great scale possibility, I think that that could become, and I said consultation, but the word I probably should use is concierge. Yes. I think that could become a white glove concierge service for busy professionals. Yes. And in the beginning, because it's you right now. So it's more so like, I know I could call you and say, hey, Rich, I need about, you know, uh, I need, I just, I'm having a problem with my computer with some files. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I get some of your time? And you schedule me and be like, listen, I schedule you and you got 15 minutes, but that 15 minutes costs 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I'll toss you the 30 bucks. So that means your hour is now worth 120. That's exactly right. It's not terrible for an hour. It's not, not, not the greatest, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Especially for an hour where you didn't go anywhere. That's right. And maybe you make those appointments at night. Yeah, that's right? and that's what I do in the end. That's most of the time I do my consulting. I do my photography in the daytime. I do my services and consulting I, in I'm the evening. Entrepreneur brain, bro. <laughs> you got to be working. Okay, cool. And I wanted to put that out there on a podcast because as a business owner, and now that I'm doing my podcast, when I have technical questions, I call Mike. But if Mike's not available now, I'm calling Rich. There you go. Two-tone media. <laughs> That's right. Two-tone media in the building. That's okay? it. Okay? So Absolutely. listen, if y'all are hearing this and you're an entrepreneur, I always talk about staying in your lane. If your lane is not tech, but you have a technical issue, now you have someone else to help you solve it, man. So I want to just reiterate, this is Rich from Two-Tone Media. That is the number two tone, T-O-N-E, media. It will be in the show notes. We're going to have to bring him back on to talk more about IT because we really just that real estate photography was so dope. But we're running up on the end of our time. And of course, before we leave, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Please like, share and subscribe. We are available on all platforms. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And here's the thing. If you really want to support a small business, you don't always have to spend, spend money. with it. There's so many little signs of support. Sharing and referring that support, right? Remember that, y'all. So, Rich, is there any last words you want to leave the guests? Any any last wisdom you want to leave the entrepreneurs? Oh, no. I just want to let them know, don't give up. That's the main thing. Focus on one thing. Focus on a couple. But make sure you go the right direction. And, again, never hurt to do more research. Research is key. Don't sleep. That's it. I know I've, I've had a lot of sleepless nights researching and, and get them wheels spinning. So knowledge is power. Knowledge is very much power. Hey, Absolutely. and ain't nothing wrong with being a little sleepy if I'm tired for myself. I, many days I was tired going to work for someone else. Yeah. So damn it, I'll be tired working for myself. Exactly. Exactly. Same here. I'm up late nights editing photos, doing what I need to do. And now I actually hire someone to do my editing now. So that's, that works out even easier. There you go, fam. We're signing out the Chef Culture Podcast. I'm Chef Chad Cherry. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.